Play the fucking intro. Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 319. Got a cool interview later on in the show. Got a bunch of new tracks. Eric went to his show. You know yeah. how we do it. Yeah, we do it. Um, that's more or less the same every week. Except uh, this different. time. Yeah, <laughs> this t- yeah, this one is different, especially compared to last week when we had to divide it into two episodes. Right. Yeah, but it was worth it. It was worth it. The formula's the same. The content's different. We're going to start the show because we got a show packed full of great stuff to get to, as we do. So I'm going to quickly go down a list of new stuff that has come out. I'm going to start back on May 27th. Uh, so May 27th releases, uh, Detrition off of Little Willie Records put out Clean Up Your Act, which is a single. Whole Hog put out a split with B-Side. That's the name of the band. It's called To Have and To Hold. Zimt, Z-Y-M-T, put out Live Aus der Ole, Holly, on Spastic Fantastic Records. It's a German band, well, German label for sure. Uh, then a Russian band, uh, bands, Burning Flag and Antrib put out uh, something in Russian lettering. It's a split. Go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is good information to have. And the next band, Delate, uh, put out something in uh, Bulgarian. It's something 2.0. Go check out that band. Yeah, we Two got releases. Russian, Bulgarian. We got a, you know, we got the whole former Soviets uh, going at it out there. Absolutely, probably and for good reason because they're uh, the looming giant neighbor to the north is making some. Uh, questionable moves <laughs> right uh releases from all over the world the next one is on the 30th gang green they're from indonesia and they put out burn which is a single then electron put out and that's l-e-k-t-r-o-n they put out dirty jacks and she's a war on asian man records on the 30th uh three releases to end the month of may the vibrators put out young lust the 1976 demos Horror Story put out Horror Story Reanimated on Von Toxic. Warren and C4 put out a split called Split Your Skull in Half. So that is going to wrap up the May singles. We're going to jump into June and do a handful in June. And yes, lists get long, but hey, bands keep putting out new stuff. It's fantastic. So blame them. Right. <laughs> Curb Stomp put out Edelweiss on the first. Sios. Edelweiss. Edelweiss. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's Sound of Music. Oh, okay. Edelweiss, Edelweiss. Yeah. (laughs) I I can't do a good uh, Christopher Plummer singing voice, but that's essentially what the song is, where where it's from. Okay. I didn't know that. Thank you, Eric. On the first, Chios, Chios, C-I-O-S, they put out 24.02.22. I don't know what any of that means, but go check out the release. I've been listening to it. Broken Bomb had several different release dates. Uh, finally, I think it is officially released on June 1st. Full Mental Racket, it's a good release, though. They're out of France. The Alarm, yes, that The Alarm from the 80s. Uh, they put out Forwards on the 2nd. Egoistin put out Egoistin V Ver on the 2nd. Buggin put out Concrete Cowboys on Flat Spot Records on the 2nd. Spy put out Satisfaction on Triple B Records on the 2nd. Rancid. There's several sec- June 2nd releases. I'll quickly go through them. Rancid put out Tomorrow uh-huh. Never Comes. 
Dan Cribb and the Isolated put out I'll Follow You Anywhere on P Records. Saturday's Heroes put out a new single called After Party. Title Holder put out What Better Time on Jumpstart Records. Finnegan's Hell put out Keep Em Coming, which is a single. We'll talk more about that later in the show. Soda City Riot put out a single called Nothing Left, and then they also released singles, covers, and other shitty songs. That's a compilation of their music. I like it. Yeah, uh, right? Uh, Patty, and, uh, Patty and the Rats put out a new single called This Is Our Life. D Dorks put out This Is How It Was Written, which is a single. Then on the third, The Swindells put out Already Dead. I think it was supposed to be on digital, but I haven't seen it on digital yet, but I think they did a CD release over there in the UK. Thatcher's Snatch put out White Collar Man, which is an EP on Hardcore Victim. Beton Army put out Second Souffle on Primator Crew. Sages from the Future put out Paradise on Dammit Records on the 4th. Radio Cremen put out Frankie on Demon's Punk Records on the 6th. Sin City put out Something's Cooking, which is an EP on the 6th. P.U.P., they put out two tracks called How to Live with Yourself and Smokescreen on the 7th. That band Gangrene, they put out an actual release, not just the single, but an actual release on the 7th called Faithless. That's, uh, just to be sure, this isn't the Gangrene from Boston, is it? No, Gangrene <laughs> from Indonesia. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but those guys are great. Skate to hell! <laughs> Snuff will be putting out Come On If You Think You're Rachma- Rachmaninov. Uh, thanks to Eric from last yep. week. Rachmaninov. Uh, that's an acoustic album that'll be on Zbam Records. They just did their Zbam Fest this last week. Don't Try put, is putting out the Shoe Knife EP on the 9th. Uh, a few June 9th releases include Rat Cage, uh, putting out Savage Visions on La Vida Es Un Mus Discos, Americant Records compilation called Disorder in Stereo Volume 1, JFA putting out The Last Ride, No Dice putting out Kill the Shepherds EP on 1054 Records. Groovy Ghoulies putting out Travels with My Amp on Pirates Press Records. American Nightmare putting out Dedicated to the Next World EP. Eric will be talking more about that in a little bit. It's actually already released. How is it? <laughs> yeah, it's even on their Bandcamp, fully available for streaming, despite they say that the release date is on the 9th. But it actually came out on the 3rd. Okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, Shadow Hounds is releasing Out for Blood on Grimace Records. And then I'll quickly go over a few June 16th releases to wrap up the list. Bloodstrings putting out Heartache Radio. Imploders putting out self-titled Imploders on Static Shock Records. Boris and Uniform putting out Bright New Disease. El Sancho putting out Heads Up. We'll be playing something from that next week. The Dead Krazukis putting out From the Underworld on Spam, Spam Records. And Lurk putting out Natural Causes on Pure Noise Records. Joe Gittleman and Bad Operation putting out Wave Breaker number four. And finally, The Arson Project putting out God Bless, which is an LP on Here and Now Records. Eric, what do you have to add? Um, Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, I'm going through my list right now. Yeah, on the 30th, we had a split image release their Demon Hunter uh, Demon Hunter single that we played last week. Uh, the band Electron released a two-song demo. Electron is actually a super group composed by Matt Skiba. It'll, it includes, uh, uh, God, the, uh, the bassist for AFI, Hunter Bargain, 
and the guitarist for, or I'm sorry, not the guitarist, the drummer from uh, Against Me's current lineup. I can't remember his name. And then they have uh, another session session musician as their guitarist. Cool. Not sure of that guy's name. I have to. Uh, I'd have to pull it up. But nice to know that uh, you know stuff is still in the works with uh, Skiba that isn't Blink One Eighty Two. So that's great. Yes. <laughs> Keeping himself busy. On the thirty first of May, we had a Change of Sanity release their Eligible to Die EP. On the second, don't worry, it's not that long. Uh, Buggin released Concrete Cowboys, and yeah, Rancid released Tomorrow Never Comes, Spy Satisfaction, and Ringworm released their first single, No Solace, No Quarter, No Shit. <laughs> no, there's one more to that. Uh, yet yeah, No Mercy. <laughs> yeah, right, just like Cobra Kai. Yeah, I'll be talking about that in just a few minutes. Uh, and like I said earlier, the third, we had American Nightmare release their Dedicated to the New World EP, of which I'll also be talking about, or about which I will be talking later in this episode. Okay, on the 9th, Cancer Christ releasing their EP, Satan is a Bitch. I'm excited to hear that. On the 13th, Creeping Death is releasing Boundless Domain. I hope you metalheads are ready for some uh, thick, deep-fried fucking Texas death metal because... Oh, these guys never fail to disappoint. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was not right. <laughs> they... Yeah, actually, they fail to disappoint because they're awesome. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, and yeah, the 16th, I'm excited for that Boris and Uniform release. Uh, I mean, those two songs that they have out right now are just awesome. It's great. And also, uh, this reminds me, I finally, finally, finally got my Cuffs LP in the, in the mail. I got mine too. Yeah, so good. And they threw in that other uh, little 7-inch that you gave me, and now... I have to give it to someone else. <laughs> hey, that's the way the world works. Pay it forward, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, you want this this uh, LP or this LP, this EP from this band called Cuffs? They're from Britain and they're pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, check it out. Right? Yeah, and uh, and yeah, they are fucking awesome. I'm Hit up Eric quick if you want that. to get it from him before he gives it away to somebody else. I uh, know, <laughs> like my roommate. <laughs> oh, see, it might already be too late. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, let's get into that new music, that Ringworm. I, I hear you have a lot to say about Ringworm. Yes, I do. So for those of you that don't know, Ringworm, they're a hardcore band from Cleveland, Ohio. They started way back in 89. Uh, yeah, their first ever release was The uh, the Promise in 1993. And they released a series of demos and splits throughout the 90s until they signed to Victory Records in 2001. And that was, you know, through them, they were releasing their breakthrough records like Birth is Pain and Justice Replaced by Revenge, which is my favorite Ringworm album. I talked about that a couple years ago in episode 185. Okay. Yep, as a great cover-to-cover -cover album. And don't worry, I'm not talking about it again, though. I, <laughs> God, I want to. <laughs> God, I want to. But no, they're on to bigger and better shit. But before that, you know, we also they also had uh, albums called the... Uh, the Scars album and Venomous Grand Design. And then they signed to Relapse in 2013, released their Bleed EP, Snake Church, Death Becomes My Voice, and their really, uh, their acclaimed Hammer of the Witch. And yeah, that was sort of their, uh, that was sort of the comeback record for them. At least uh, that's what the fans say. Now, their music has had a pretty balanced combination of metal and hardcore, and their singer, uh, James Bullock, other, also known as Human Furnace, uh, he <laughs> describes it as like thrash with breakdowns. And yeah, that they lean more toward the metal aspects of things. 
the same can be said for of their lyrical subjects as they go from uh, socio-political criticisms to just straightforward direct references to Satanism and the occult. <laughs> Uh, there's not much in between other than uh, using religious lingo as uh, metaphors or to uh, directly call out the injustice so blatantly imposed by its devotees. So standard hardcore shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, the late the latter is uh, standard hardcore, but the one what I said about religious lingo is them to describe like a uh, hell house <laughs> or devil's kiss. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, they're just uh yeah, they're using it as a metaphor, like I said. Uh, anyway, yeah, other than that, there's uh, not much in between. <laughs> Certain albums lean more toward one side or another. Uh, you know, Justice, with very few exceptions, has songs more to do with uh, division of power, existentialism, and addiction. And then uh, Hammer of the Witch goes full on with the Satanism, with uh, lyrics that read as if they were in a black metal album. <laughs> Okay. There are even some passages with straight up blast beats that it's fucking insane. And what's funny is uh, just like their uh, their peers in Integrity, who are also from Cleveland, they've sort of uh, followed themselves in that same path. If you look at Integrity's later work, their uh, their artwork and their sort of uh, design and and uh, lyrical uh, uh, lyrical subjects. They all kind of go to this more occultish thing, so it's it's pretty funny that these two bands are just kind of like uh, neck and neck with each other as far as style goes, and I think yeah, and even Integrity was signed to Victory at some point. Wow, <laughs> yeah, and and another little bonus thing in the liner notes of Integrity's first album for those who fear tomorrow, they're given their thank yous and they say. Thank you to Ringworm, the only other good band in Cleveland. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I understand. You guys sound incredibly similar, even right down to their guitar tones. They're just like, I even had to look up the personnel and see if any of the members in Integrity, it's a huge list of members in Integrity. It's just Dwid and company, you know, uh, just to see if any of them were at Ringworm in some point. They are not. Okay. <laughs> and Ringworm's had the same uh, lineup ever since their... Uh, ever since their inception, as far as I know, yeah, maybe a few here and there, but they've had a pretty solid, they've been pretty solid over the years. Good for and, them. And uh, to sort of uh, build the anticipation here, they have a yeah, they have new music on the way. They have a new album coming out in August called "Seeing Through Fire," and this was announced on their uh, on their Facebook page. I'm assuming this is a Human Furnace uh, type in all this shit, but he's building it up pretty. Uh, pretty hard here <laughs> so i'll just uh, read this and then we'll uh, listen to the song uh we're pretty pumped on seeing through fire it's a total burner it's a straightforward smash your face and leave you laying there what you got hit with type record uh we've never felt the need to reinvent our own wheel but going into this one we tried some different things sonically and we're very happy with the results of course, it's the intention every time we record a new record, but we feel like the overall sound, feel, and aggression of Seeing Through Fire one-ups many of our past records, which, for anyone that knows our catalog, is not always an easy task. With every new record, you have to dig deeper. There's a lot of crushers on this new one, so it was weird to pick one as a single, but we are finally settled on no solace, no quarter, no mercy. It's got hooks, beatdowns, headbangs, thrash, 
overall a pretty good taste of what you're going to get from the new record, and Ringworm in general. This one delves into the endless conflict that we never seem to be free from, the constant outward, internal, and mental and physical assaults that shape our lives, test our endurance, push our limits, and challenge our breaking points. So with that on the head, guys, let's listen to the new Ringworm single, No Solace, No Quarter, No Mercy! delivered <laughs> god damn so so yeah that is about what uh yeah that's exactly what human furnace described the uh, you know blast beats the thrash the the chance whatever it was all there um however to me this feels like a standard ringworm songs you know which is not a bad thing 
however, with all that buildup that Human Furnace imposed in their post, I couldn't help but expect something more. Maybe maybe there will be more in the rest of the album once it's released, but maybe this is also their way of reassuring their diehards that they haven't strayed too far from their, uh, you know, uh, sense of familiarity. Okay. You know, it's sort of like reeling them in before hitting them with something different. That's, you know, that's what I can hope for. And I've been, I've been spending the last two days, you know, while I did say that Justice is my favorite Ringworm album, I've listened to that album so many times, it's practically background noise. So, <laughs> so I had to kind of get reacquainted with all of their other albums. I'm like, okay, let's see which ones uh, stand out more and what, uh, just kind of uh, build up what I should be expecting with this new one. And I'm like, okay, so far it sounds, it's Ringworm. It's, you know, at least, at least we know that, but let's see what else they have to offer. You know, le- lyrically and sonically as well. Cool. Yeah. If and if that's what the fans want is just another fucking ringworm ringworm album that just hits as hard as their early shit, then eh, I think you're uh, I think you're in good hands here, folks. Based <laughs> on uh, based on what I heard. Anyway, I spoke enough about ringworm. You know, I'm I think I'm starting to get one. So maybe <laughs> let's uh, pull that shit out and get to something different. Well, we, there are definitely some different sounds. We had, uh, as we do, several bands. I'm still getting through all the lists, and I think I will indefinitely because the list just – people keep adding <laughs> to it, and so I'm going to get to them. And so I'm going to try to quickly get through a handful of extra tracks as we do have an interview on this episode. So quickly, uh, first, uh, the a band out of Andalusia in Spain. They're specifically from Fuengarillo. Fuengarillo? Gerola. Mm. I'm uh, Fuen. Fuengerola. There we I go. Think. We'll go with what Eric said. Uh, it's in Andalusia, in Spain. The band is Tres des, or de Bastos, which, according to Google Translate, is Portuguese, and it translates to Three of Sticks. I don't know if that's accurate. Maybe the band is Three of Sticks. I don't know. Maybe it's Tree of Sticks. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Tree of sticks. But it's it, it basically you're, right. You're pre-approved to be a stick. <laughs> the ba- you know, the Google Translate, we'll get to the track name in just a moment, but it's the number three de Bastos is the name of the band. They started way back in ninety-two. On April third of this year, they put out Re Infamia Nacional. Uh and so that's what, two months old? They sent an email about uh, about three, four weeks ago, about three weeks ago, roughly, uh, that the new album came out, checked it out. I picked the track that we're going to play off of it, and that particular track is Haciendo El Lila, which Google Translate says from Spanish into English, it's Doing the Lilac. So I don't know if doing the, I don't know what Doing the Lilac would be, uh, if that's a thing in Andalusia, but I do you know, the, it's a full length. There's tons of great songs on there. This is the one I picked. So we'll listen. We'll see what you think. Here's uh, Tres de Bastos with Haciendo el Lila. Oh, no. 
doing the lilac well i I mean it's got a beat that'll get you doing something (laughs) (laughs) i agree uh tres de bastos that is the band Uh, go check them out go check out the rest of the re infamia nacional uh it's good stuff let's get into the next one as i said we got a lot of stuff to get to before we get to the interview eric got an album uh, we have some other great stuff to get to uh, along the way. So next up, Finnegan's Hell, you know, the next couple bands. Regulars, friends of the show, always doing their part, you know, sending stuff. As soon as they have new stuff, it's like, boom, send it to us. Hell yeah, we'll check it out. We'll play it. Uh, Finnegan's Hell, based out of Sweden. It's Celtic punk from Sweden. And we played them several times. They, they put out their uh, one-finger salute and... Uh, now they put out a new single called Keep Em Coming. And they put that out June 2nd, so just this past Friday. And off, or that single is the world's first reggae drinking song. Well, <laughs> that kind of makes sense because uh, reggae uh, is mostly about getting uh, enlightened, you know, rebelling, <laughs> against, uh, rebelling against the uh, illusion of Babylon and uh, becoming one with yourself. Your I. <laughs> right. Yeah. I and I survive, man. <laughs> so they're basically saying, all right, uh, instead of smoking, yeah. let's do some drinking. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, great song. Keep them coming is the single. Let's see what you think. Here we go with some new Finnegan's Hell.
Finnegan's hell. Let's yeah. keep them coming. Yeah, it'll keep coming until well after last call. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's good stuff. Uh, I dig it. I like the new one. And like I said, uh, we're going to be playing a variety of sounds uh, before Eric gets us back into some more hardcore because he kicked off the show with some hardcore. Uh, we're, we're going a variety of ways, including the next one, Ford's Fuzz Inferno from Netherlands. Uh, put out a compilation. I just played some of the tracks off of that compilation, and I just played those on the last episode of uh, Punkanoi Worldwide, Compulsive Agitation. I think there's five bands, six tracks. It's an EP compilation that was put out on Sub Underground CA label that Hans does. So I want to thank Hans for sending those tracks over, and then uh, that was released also on May 26th. And on May 26th, uh, Ford's Fuzz Inferno put out newest EP by way of Hans again, and that was called War Peace and Fuzz. Fuzz? Yeah, because all the albums, EPs, and so forth from Ford's Fuzz Inferno have fuzz somewhere in the title. Huh. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess if you find uh, if you find a style, you got to stick with it, right? Stick with the fuzz. And like I said, we're playing a variety of styles here. Uh, <laughs> this particular war piece and fuzz, if you couldn't tell, well, to quote Hans, it's a genuine old-fashioned anti-war release. So, off of that city under attack, why wouldn't I play that one? I think there were five tracks on this EP, if I'm not mistaken. There could be six, but I might be confusing that with the compilation EP, which there is a Ford's Fuzz Inferno track on there along with, you know, uh, four other bands, six total tracks. Go check out Punganoi <laughs> Worldwide if you want to check out that one, though. Uh, Ford's Fuzz Inferno, War, Peace, and Fuzz, City Under Attack is the track.
City under attack. Yes. It's a track that's under a track. Maybe the city is under a track. <laughs> we call that a metro city. <laughs> there you go. Uh, good stuff. City under attack. I like a, a good old-fashioned anti-war release. I am definitely... Uh, my philosophies don't start no shit. There won't be no shit. I prefer no war. I wouldn't want to start a war. But at the same time, the world needs balance. Yep. Otherwise... Without war, we're just bored. <laughs> in, in other words, it's like uh, you got to have conflict to appreciate the peace. That's true. Just about anything. You, uh, when you have the opposite and you realize what you do enjoy, then makes, I guess, the things you do enjoy more enjoyable. Exactly. Because I mean, if we had a world peace, we'll just be sitting around, twiddling our thumbs like, uh, okay, well, uh, uh, now what do we do? Somebody will start some shit and mm-hmm. then... The, the hand of karma will have to bring balance by whomever it, it chooses. <laughs> oh, God, it certainly will. All right, that was Forge Fuzz Inferno. Uh, check out War, Peace, and Fuzz. It just came out less than two weeks ago on the 26th. That was City Under Attack, which is track number two on the A-side. Uh, Eric, we're going to get into your track, which we typically older, lesser known, but I think this is a pretty well-known <laughs> hardcore band, and it's new. Eric just has some new tracks he's got to get to just like we get so many shared to the show, we're trying to pack mm. it in. So, Eric, what do you got? Uh, yes, yes, yes. I got the latest from American Nightmare. Now, the uh, yeah, the funny thing is, this is the newest track from the newest EP from American Nightmare. It is currently the 7th of June, 2023. This album came out on the 9th of June, 2023. Or so their Bandcamp <laughs> says, despite the fact that you can listen to the whole thing on there. Right. Yeah, but you can't stream it anywhere else. Like, I don't think you can find it on Spotify or Apple Music or I haven't even checked YouTube, but you can find it on their Bandcamp or you can order the vinyl online. So it's released. It's out there. It's just kind of... Uh, it's just kind of hard to describe where. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you can listen to one song on here. <clears throat> yeah, one song on here. The one that I chose, well, let's uh, talk about the new EP. It's called Dedicated to the Next World. Yeah, kind of a kind of an ominous title, but I like it. Right? Is that like the next world meaning death, or is it the next world where uh, our world's going through a change and the next world that we'll all be living in? It's, you're right. It's ominous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not unless you know the answer, and I know the answer. It's Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is for all those uh, all those fucking uh, rich socialites that are gonna afford to start a new population on the red planet. Ah, you fuckers. No, not really. A dedicated to the next world. It's got some. It's got some political. Uh, I'm sorry, not political. Poetic um, meaning behind it. I'm just not. You know, it's just uh, kind of uh, vague as to what the next world is going to be. I assume it's like the the world that's going to be created by the next generation or what's coming in the future. Right. That's what that's what I think it pertains to. As to the EP, it's a rather short EP. It's a you know, it's like classic hardcore EP. It's a length of four songs, and it's a, just under ten minutes. Uh, even less than under ten minutes. Let's say that <laughs> it's somewhere between five and seven, I think. You know, and three of which have that trademark urgency of, you know, hardcore music. (laughs) Right. That they're either, you know, that they're short and sweet and they don't reach or barely pass the two-minute mark. Right. You know, with the exception of one song, 
one song that goes to the two and a half minute mark. And it's a song that doesn't sound like their normal caliber. If you remember what American Nightmare sounds like, you know, it's exactly what I described. They're a hardcore band. You know, some of it is uh, heavier, kind of uh, more related to bands like the Chromags or uh, uh, or Slapshot or anything of that. But then they have uh, more somber ones that are, you know, uh, you think verse or modern life is war. They kind of ride that little fine line. However, one of the little tags that they have in their band camp, it's like a punk rock, hardcore, Boston, goth. I'm like, <laughs> What the fuck do you mean by goth? <laughs> so, yeah, there. this song that I chose, that song, Real Love, it does in fact sound as if they are channeling their inner damned. Okay. So, yeah, this was the weirdest song of that EP. It's still a, it's still a hard, hard punk rock song, sort of like what the damned is when they're dipping into that more, uh, uh, you know, Joy Division territory. Nice. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, just listen to it. It's pretty strange. <laughs> Okay, I take it back. They're not so much channeling their inner damned, but more their inner killing joke. Okay. And I'd even go as far to say it sounds a bit more like ministry before they got like super heavy. You know, if I had never heard the the band before, if I've never heard American Nightmare and I heard that song, I would never say they're a hardcore band. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> 
I was like, okay. And this sandwich between their uh, their usual uh, hardcore enterprise with uh, you know those three other songs. This is the odd one out. So maybe not, certainly not older, certainly not lesser known, but I would say unexpected. <laughs> right. Like this was really, uh, it's awesome. I really love it. But like this is American Nightmare. What the hell? <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, way to have something sticking out like a store thumb, boys. That's, <laughs> yeah, my hat goes off to thee. Nice. You know? uh, check out the rest of the EP, though. It's uh, it's fucking great, you know? Like I said, it's not going to take up too much of your time. You can listen to it on a, on a little drive to the grocery store and then listen to it again on your way back. Right. Because <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get to some live shows, albums, uh, interview uh, with Mishka from the Bach vs. the Buddha in moments but before we do we got one more track the band spike polite and sewage uh we had spike on the show did an interview on episode 258 which came out april early april of 2022 so just over a year ago and pandemonium was the most recent release we played a handful of tracks couple that episode i think a couple episodes before that eric picked one when it was brand new late 2021 i think i picked one so we played a bunch of stuff from pandemonium well they also have the Italian Sessions, which came out March 21st of 2017. And so we're going to play a track from it. Uh, they've been kind of hyping up that video for Florida is the name of the track. Uh, it is on the Italian Sessions, but they also released it on their Bandcamp page as a single on October 11th of 2021 as well. So uh, we're going to get into that as, like I said, we played a whole bunch from the band uh, their Pandemonium release. If you go to sp spots like uh, Songkick, like they, they are on Songkick, they're on a lot of different social medias as well, and we'll address the, the usuals at the end of the show. But on Songkick, it shows that they have a couple shows coming up, and I'm going to quickly plug those. In Tompkins Square Park, they play there relatively regularly. Uh, the That's in Manhattan. They'll be there on June 11th. They'll be at... at uh, Bayonne, New Jersey at Lot 13 Long Bar on June 17th. And then they actually have a couple shows in Tennessee on in September, September 16th, September 17th. They'll be in Nashville at the Cobra in Nashville on the 16th and at the PACA Camp Out, which I think that might have been canceled because we were a sponsor of that. So that might change. I'm not sure. But maybe they'll be doing something else like that. Uh, anyway, go check out Spike Polite and Sewage. We're going to check out a track from a release that we didn't play stuff from. So uh, off of the Italian sessions, here is the track Florida. <laughs>
That's Florida. Fuck yeah, Spike Polite. By the way, I poked you back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Spike has been inexplicably poking me on Facebook a lot lately. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, fine. I'll poke you back. So we're just kind of in this poking match now. All right. Eric and Spike are poking each other virtually. <laughs> yep. Virtual poking. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's just a game of chicken. It's like, who's going to uh, message who? What? <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. Again, that came off the Italian sessions. Uh, for some reason, it was listed as a single. Got the video out. Uh, go check them out. Go check out the rest of the Italian sessions. And if you missed the interview, again, go back to episode 258. Go check out Pandemonium. Go check out those shows. I hope that Spike makes, uh, you know, and Sewage, they, they make their way out here to Salt Lake at some point. It'd be great to see him in person. Uh, we are going to do uh, an album here in a moment. Eric, we'll get to that. We'll get mm-hmm. to some tracks from Dubak versus the Buddha and the interview with Mishka here shortly. But we're going to talk briefly about some live shows. Eric went to one. We'll mention some shows as we do. Eric, what show did you go to? I went to see Creator, Sepultura, Spirit World, and Death Angel just last Friday. And... Yeah, it was pretty badass. Nice. <laughs> well, I will say, like, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. 
the main reason I was going was to see Spirit World because... Because they're awesome. Yeah, they're fucking awesome, you know? Not to uh, discredit the other bands on there, like Death Angel. I've seen them before, and the, and they're good, but, you know, their performance, not, not quite much to, uh, to, to write home about. Um, however, uh, Creator and Sepultura, I have not seen before. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Sepultura, at least not their... Uh, at least not Chaos AD... AD, you know, <laughs> just, uh, you know, everything after, uh, everything after they went like total fucking, uh, I don't know, tiki groove, whatever the <laughs> fuck you want to call it. Like, uh, their, their use of bongo drums in their, uh, later, uh, their later catalog is, uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Puzzling to say the least. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Like it works for what they're doing, but it's just not, you know, I'm someone who loved the, uh, old school thrash and death metal, uh, uh, fusion in their early days like i love schizophrenia that's still my favorite sepultura album and of course arise you know but creator i haven't seen before at all and this was actually pretty uh this was actually pretty big um because they never come out to salt lake you know they don't really come out to the states too often either and they even mentioned that during their set but we're here now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they were great. Um, but I'll start at the beginning. Spirit World. Yeah, I got there early, just went right after work, right to the depot, bought me a stupid $12 fucking pub beer. And then, <laughs> yeah, God, it's stupid. Stupid, but that was the only drink I had that night. <laughs> uh, except for the ones that uh, uh, that a nice uh, gentleman by the name of Roger was sharing with me. Oh, well, way to be, Roger. Yeah, way to be, Roger. He had like a tequila and a Red Bull. And he's like, here, take another, take another, take another. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> a free drink is a free drink, so long as he tr doesn't try to pull a Bill Cosby on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad he didn't Bill Cosby you, or yeah. at least that you remember. Uh, at least that I remember, <laughs> yes. Or didn't pull a Cardi B on me, which is sort of like a Bill Cosby, only he robs you, not rapes you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but no, none of that happened to me. He was a, yeah, he was a nice guy. Uh, but yeah, Spirit World, they took the stage in the nude suits and the uh, the whole fucking shebang. There were six of them on there. There are two guitarists, the uh, drummer and Stu, the singer, and uh, uh, the guy on the keys behind them and the slide guitar. Awesome. Yeah, it was, and they had the huge backdrop of the Death Western album cover, and, you know, I could just tell, like, a lot of people were not expecting Spirit World to come out dressed the way they were to play the music that they were doing, but people were loving it. People were going fucking crazy, and Stu was just uh, holding the crowd's attention. He's just like, yeah, you know, you're into it. Do a fucking circle pit. Let's go, <laughs> and they did. They responded. Well, nudie suits are definitely not uh, regularly seen at metal shows or any hard <laughs> music typically exactly <laughs> and that's what makes their uh you know their image so unique right because these days you really got to have image you know and that's uh that's one thing that i really appreciate about spirit world aside right. from the fact that their music kicks ass and it does they played a lot of great shit on there you know mostly from uh, pagan rhythms and death western uh most notably they did a uh, committee of buzzards and Relic of Damnation. Awesome. Yeah. I was hoping to hear uh, Moonlit Torture and uh, uh, Luheria Satanica. Yeah, but they did. I mean, I got their reference uh, right here. Yeah, they closed out with uh, Pagan Rhythms. Oh, yeah, they also did Ulcer. Cool. That was a good one. And, uh, oh, yeah, Comancheria. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was hoping to get a bit more, but, you know, they're the first band on a pretty stacked bill with some uh, bands that have uh, 
a lot of reverence amongst the metal community. Right. You know, they've been here longer. They have uh, arguably a bigger fan base. Can't say that their music is better, but that's and just me. <laughs> didn't necessarily put on a better show, at least applicably, or applicable to all of the other bands anyway. Yes, it is applicable. <laughs> and and although the, they were uh, kind of hit and miss, uh, you know, oh, get to the creator because they were the band that stole the show that night. Death Angel, I watched them for a few minutes and I was like, okay, this is cool. But I've seen Death Angel before and, uh, you know, they're good. They're just not exactly my style. And I just uh, went and chilled outside, talked to some people, uh, smoke a cigarette. It was kind of nice. Cool. And then, then I got in and I saw a creator. And boy, what they had up on the stage, they had this giant fucking uh, deflatable statue of a demon just overlooking everything behind the drum riser. Wow. Yeah, and the lights that they had, it was just like so, it was just so atmospheric. It just felt like you were in a, uh, like you were heading to the, the beginning of the uh, uh, of the inferno, you know. The only thing missing was just a fucking sign. But the demon holding a sign that said "Abandon all hope, ye who enter here." <laughs> that would have been fucking fitting, but uh, that's okay. They were, yeah. The we didn't go there to see the stage. We went there to see the people on the stage, and the people on the stage, all the, the guys from Creator, the. They were just laying down heavy riffs and just shredding away on those solos, and they were just having a great fucking time. You could tell they were just in the pocket. I was like, dude, this is a sort of a this is a tall order to fill. <laughs> I hope Sepultura does a uh, uh, does a good job, and Sepultura comes on, and they were fine. <laughs> <laughs> they were fine. Not to you know, not to discredit the band and what they're doing, but. They really shouldn't have closed that night. I think Creator should have been the closer. You know, they, I guess they are doing, they're a co headlining uh, together. So I guess they uh, swap every other night or so, or like every week. It's like, okay, you do these shows and we close, and then uh, you close on these shows. I guess that's what it, that's what they usually do. Cool. Yeah. But the thing was, Creator was the, uh, uh, they were the best uh, performance that night. You know, I love Spirit World set more, but that's just because I know more of their songs than I do Creator. But right. Creator, I was happy that I got to see those guys. They played some pretty awesome music, and Sepultura, they did some, yeah, they did some good stuff as well. They played a lot from their latest album, and uh, they did do they did do the song Arise. I was like, oh yes, old Sepultura. <laughs> that's nice. what I'm talking about. And of course, they did uh, some shit from Chaos AD, and they closed with what else? The bloody fucking roots. <laughs> the, yeah, the song about uh, yeah, the song about how to not dye your hair. Okay. <laughs> I actually made a, a joke with uh, one of my friends who always dyes her hair black, and she's you know like, oh fuck, my roots are showing, and she's naturally blonde. So I just kept saying roots, blonde roots. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad I got to see Sepultura and uh, Creator, if not just to say that you know I've seen them, you know. Uh, but Spirit World, I was stoked to see them. I hung around their uh, merch booth for a while. I talked to Stu's brother. Yeah, cool. Actually came out on stage and did some uh, uh, some guest spots. I can't remember during which song, but he did some he did some guest vocals. And yeah, I talked with him a little bit, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, they're the greatest band on the planet." I'm like, "Yeah, sure, <laughs> <laughs> maybe so." Anyway. <laughs> Eddie was talking. Eddie was talking to me, further confirming that uh, you know Stu was planning to do uh, uh, 
Spirit World in this type of uh, music for one more album, so that way they have the the sort of a death western uh, trilogy. Cool. And then he is gonna take it into like more dark wave passages. And I'm like, okay, I I fucking wait with bated breath to see what he's gonna do with his band next. I hope that they go back and play some of their original stuff at some point too, like just a show or something and play some of the stuff off those first releases of Spirit World. Oh, yeah, when they were Space Cowboys. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Going from Space Cowboys to Cowboys from Hell to Cyber Cowboys. Right. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, check out out the interview we did with uh, Stu if you want to get more information on Spirit World. And also check out my uh, review on uh, Death Western uh, in the uh, top 20 albums, not even the top 20, the top 10 albums of 2022. Right. Yeah, Death Western was at the very tippity top. Right, it was awesome. Yeah, it was a great It was a great record. I love it. I still love that band, and I hope they come back through as, uh, as the headliners. Yes. Well, uh, there's some live shows. Uh, I'm sure you have some to announce. Uh, yeah, but, uh, let me do your, uh, do yours first because I got to update some. Okay. While you do that, uh, I'm going to quickly go over a handful. Uh, we were just talking about Spike Polite and Sewage. Well, this Friday, the 9th in New Haven, Connecticut at Cafe 9, Spike Polite and Sewage will be playing with MDC and Rake Fire. Uh, show starts at 9. Unfortunately, it's 21 and older for any of you young folks, but uh, great show nonetheless. Then on Wednesday, June 14th, The Real McKenzies will be playing with The Generators, which were one of my favorites at Punk Rock Bowling this year. Kilroy and Battleflask, wish I got to see them because they're awesome. Uh, That will be an all-ages show, so good for all of you out there. It's in North Hollywood at Knitting Factory, so go check that out. Noho.knittingfactory.com if you want to get tickets. So good stuff. That'll be next week on Wednesday and just loaded with great bands there. So if you're in North Hollywood, go go do it. Then there'll be a – I'm trying to quickly find the venue. I don't see it. I think I mentioned this one last week. Anyway, Narcoleptic Youth – American-made Celebrity Stalker and 390. Tickets are at events.eventgroove.com, I think. And it is uh, Celebrity Stalker Productions and Twisted Soul Entertainment with Working Class Promotions. There's a lot of people that are presenting this. And if you go to uh, at 390 Music on Bandcamp, not Bandcamp, Instagram, I don't know why I said that, on Instagram, you can find the... More details there, but it's Saturday, June 10th at Boomer's Cocktail. Uh, so there you go. There's those details. Some cool bands there, and I'm sure that's in California because 390 is in California. Then, uh, coming up this weekend, Thursday the 8th, uh, well, it's three-day fest. We talked uh, with T last week. Baltimore's I-95 Punk and Ska Fest. The tickets are at Eventbrite. You can get them ahead of time. You can get three-day passes. They're at The Crown and The Depot. Remember, two different. You can go to the interview last week if you want to figure out what was where. But uh, the bands, and this is in Maryland. It's in Baltimore. Uh, on Thursday, Violent Way, School Drugs, Idle Minds, Chemical X, and The Stress. On the 9th, Mes- uh, Mephiscopheles. The Take, Doc Rotten, Italian Blood, and I I Juggernaut. And then on the 10th, Antagonizers ATL, Schaefer Battle, The Ice Cold Killers, Mob Mentality, Chupascabra, and Paperback Tragedy. 
A lot of great stuff there. Great, uh, great lineup. Happy for tea. If you're anywhere in that area, you definitely want to go check it out. Uh, you don't want to miss out on cool fests when they are in your area. So go check it out if you're in the Baltimore area. On Friday, June 9th, Self-Sabotage, Life of Pain, Triangle Fire. Uh, some What the fuck font is that? <laughs> it's in Atlanta. Sorry, I can't figure out night. Maybe it's night. Night Howler. Maybe it's Night Howler. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but it's five day or five dollar birthday show for fish. Doors at seven thirty. SBC, which is uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. So you can go check out those bands if you're in Atlanta on Friday the ninth. And finally, the last one looks like that I'm going to. Oh no, there's a tour. I'm going to mention this then the tour on Saturday, June seventeenth. Bedlam Hour. Soda City Riot, Brandy the Butcher at New Brooklyn Tavern. And that is coming up. That is probably, oh, maybe it's in like a South Carolina. I think that's where Soda City Riot's from. Uh, you can go check that out. You can go to at Soda City Riot on Instagram to check the band out. Finally, the one I'm going to mention is West Coast Tour for Circus Rhapsody. We had uh, Mihi on the show. They're from Germany. They're coming to the States. They're going to be doing two shows in San Diego on June 16th and 17th, L.A. on the 18th, San Luis Obispo on the 20th, Sacramento on the 21st. As of when I have this flyer, they were waiting to announce a show for the 22nd. Kingman, Arizona on the 23rd, Lake Havasu on the 24th, and Las Vegas on the 25th. So they're doing a West Coast tour. They're from Germany, so get out there and check them out if you're anywhere in that area. God, I want to. I think I might want to go to that Vegas show on the 25th. Check out the band, Eric. Uh, that's all I've got. What do you have to add to the show? All right, I got a few shows that are uh, coming up in the next uh, few days. Um, what today is it right now? Today's uh, the seventh. Yeah, what is today right now? On the tenth, <laughs> uh, the Svetlanas, the Modifiers, and Filth Lords be playing at Aces High Saloon. Uh, my friend Parker McIntyre is on tour with the Modifiers as their sort of hired guitarist. So cool. he's been playing. Uh, he's been playing nonstop. Awesome, <laughs> and it's gonna be awesome to have those guys uh, back here. It's gonna be a badass show. I missed the Svetlanas when I was in punk rock bowling. So me too. But now is my chance. <laughs> And then on the 12th, um, in the name of Jesus, we mosh. Zao is coming back to Salt Lake City. Oh, uh, yeah. These are like the Christian metalcore uh, caveats here. <laughs> uh, alongside them will be Body Void, Mouth for War, and God Collider. Cool. That's going to be at Metro. Going to be $27. Starts at 8 p.m. I might have to check that out because uh, I like Zao, but I really like God Collider as well. Right. So. Yeah, Body Void, I haven't heard. Mouth for War, I haven't even heard of. So yeah, maybe that'll be worth it. And on the 13th, for all you old school fans out there, Thrice is coming back. And they're not just uh, coming back for a regular little set. No, they're doing the 20th anniversary tour uh, for Artist in the Ambulance. Cool. Which I guess is an amazing record. I don't know. Oh. I haven't listened to much Thrice. But every time Thrice comes up, that album comes up as well. So I'm like, okay, well... Oh, you Thrice fans, there you go. Uh, they'll be playing with Holy Fawn, and they'll be playing at the Union. That'll be at 7.30, and it's only $30 to enter. Yeah, not, not, not too bad. Not too bad. 
And uh, jumping towards the uh, end of the month on the 29th, we have the Industrial Overlords, Godflesh, playing with prison religion at the Metro. And that is going to be $39. Cool. So I ran that up to 40 It starts at 8 p.m. <laughs> so all you, uh, all you weird little uh, punk industrial kids, there you go. <laughs> Save up your change. Yep. And I got a tour to promote here for our friends in uh, NARC and Ribbons. They are doing a little uh, Northwest um, extravaganza. It's the road to the uh, Northwest Harsh Fest in Montesano, Washington. But before they hit that, they will be starting on the 12th in Missoula, Montana at the uh, for the little Punks in the Park celebration. They'll be playing with uh, Poverty Porn, and at, that'll be at Mobash Skate Park. It's $10, and it starts at 6 p.m., on the 13th, they'll be in Spokane, Washington, with Psychic Death and Peru Resh. Uh, I don't know what the name of the venue is, but the flyer gave the address, 125 South Stevens Street. Uh, bring uh, somewhere between 5 to $10 uh, for donations. Starts at 9 p.m., and it is 21 plus. Uh, on the 14th, they'll be in Seattle, and they'll be playing at Jewel's Mail Saloon with uh, Nude Consumer, uh, Dehiscent, and Savage. And that's going to be $10, also 21+. plus. On the 15th, they'll be in Olympia, Washington, playing McCoy's Tavern with Contact and Grim Earth. That starts at 8 p.m., another $10, and it's also 21+. plus. Playing a lot of bar shows, this one. <laughs> and on the 16th and 17th, they will be in Montesano, Washington, for the Northwest Harsh Fest. I don't know what day they will be playing, but both NARC and Ribbons will be playing there with uh, b a bunch of other bands. Cool. <laughs> yeah, most notably, like uh, Choke will be there, Rank and Vile will be there, Filth is Eternal will be playing. It's going uh, to be a brutal one. <laughs> Anyway, that's going to be at a VFW Memorial Campground. It's uh, $25 per day, uh, but they are offering a $45 package, which includes uh, camping. And they also have a $40 advance for overnight passes that are available at uh, Le, Le de de. <laughs> I'm sure it's an actorum. It's L-E-P-R-D-T-I climb at – actually, that's not an email. Sorry, dot com. Okay. So, L-E-P-R, that's an O? Oh, O-T-I-Climb.com. Oh, boy, if you, just, if you follow any of those bands on Instagram, you'll, you'll know where to go. And finally, as per their journey home, they will be stopping in Portland on the 18th, and they'll be playing with Choke, Rankavile, Shellshock, and actually, that's, uh, that's it. But that's going to be at a undisclosed location, so message a punk for the address. And that's going to be $10, starts at 7 p.m. That last show, I'm bummed that I'm missing out on because that is stacked. Right. <laughs> yeah, Portland gets all the good shit. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So uh, if you're in it, any of you listeners in uh, those cities and you want to check out some uh, really grimy fucking uh, uh, noisy, grindy, death, uh, crusty DB, whatever the fuck you want on there, uh, these bands got it. So have fun. Awesome. Well, we're going to do the interview and some tracks from Dubok vs. Vuda in a moment. Let's get to your great cover-to-cover -cover album before we do so. What'd you pick this week? Well, this week I was like, uh, you know, I wanted to do a, an album or a song or whatever that pertained to us being in a punk rock bowling, but I didn't have one last week. Okay. So I figured I'd make up for it this week, and I was like, well... What should I choose? There are a lot of great albums to choose from, but the one I was probably most prepared for was 
Rancid's Honor Is All We Know. It's a great album. Yeah, it is a great album. You know, I am one of the. I'm a diehard. I love the band. I don't dislike any of their albums. I think this one has so many great tracks. If people want to argue, uh, you know, I've heard a variety of people like their first couple albums or it and everything else is not great. Well, you know what? Mm. Back where I belong's awesome. Raise your fist is awesome. Collision course is awesome. Uh, in the streets, a power inside, diabolical. Uh, everybody's suffering. There's so many other great tracks. I didn't mention the ones you had. They're yeah. great, too. I figured I'll let you mention those. Yeah, but I will mention one other. Evil's my friend. Yeah. It's such an underrated gem. you know. And like you were saying, Rancid fans are very divisive when it comes to what version of Rancid they like. And it's like, you know, Rancid, the thing is, they're not going to make another Let's Go. They're not going to make another Outcome the Wolves. They're not going to make another Indestructible. Deal with it. They right. made those albums. They're there. They have their hits. They have their fans. Yes, you can call them overrated. You can call them overplayed or whatever, but they're classics. Right. You know, for a fucking reason. And yeah, there's not a single album by Rancid that I hate. Although Troublemaker comes pretty close. <laughs> and really the only reason being that it felt very rancid by the numbers for me. I, there was just nothing really happening there uh, outside of a couple of songs that I can name off the top of my head. That's not including the title track, <laughs> which has a longer title. <laughs> oh, God, I can't even remember that. But yeah, it does have some good songs. Um, but yeah, Honor Is All We Know, this album... It's not like it gets slighted or even like, a, you know, people don't uh, talk too harshly about it. The thing is, they don't really talk about it at all. <laughs> yeah, and even Rancid, you know, in the last few times that I've seen them, they haven't played any songs off of this record. I know, it's got a lot of great ones. I just named a whole bunch, plus you, the, the, ones, the one you named and the ones you're going to name. Yeah, the ones I am going to name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in my time of seeing Rancid, I have only heard them play one song off of this record, and that was after it came out. It was 2015 at Punk Rock Bowling when they were doing their Outcome the Wolves 20th anniversary show. Yeah, they play the whole album front to back, and then they they come they come back and during the uh, uh, during the encore, they play radio, they play uh, I think they played Nihilism, and they played Tenderloin, they played Fall Back Down, and they played the title track, which is probably my favorite one that is on this record. So, yeah, fuck it. We're just going to listen to that. Honor is all we know. Don't change a goddamn thing. Hold your head up high. When the hard times come, we have the strength to defy Believe in yourself, let the owl leave the ball Honor is among us, honor is all we know
yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was uh, uh, tasked with reviewing this album for uh, Slug Magazine back when it came out in uh, 2014. I was listening to this album with uh, uh, with the girl, my girlfriend I had at the time. And she hadn't really listened to Rancid. And I was like, oh, you got to check them out. So I was playing the new album for her. And I played that song on repeat because I loved it so many times. And I put her off of Rancid for so many years. She <laughs> wouldn't listen to it because I had overplayed that song. I'm like, they got bored. Trust me, they're good. And she eventually uh, did work up to listen to them again. <laughs> that's good because that's their eighth album. They had seven other albums plus all the other tracks on this album. Oh, yeah, I know. And it's uh, yeah, and it's crazy that this one is getting slighted. Like, uh, you know, the times that I've seen Rancid, the only albums that get neglected are are Troublemaker, as well as their uh, both their self titled albums. Actually, both of them, and uh, Life Won't Wait. Yeah, you know, they always play something from Let's Go and uh, of course Out Come the Wolves and Indestructible. <laughs> yeah, and also they don't really play much from Let the Dominoes Fall. Right. But the point is, I have heard at least one song from each of those records. I have heard them play Hooligans once. I heard them play It's Quite All Right. I heard them play Rejected. I heard them play uh, uh, the, the, the title track from uh, Troublemaker. And even recently, they did that one song. Uh, uh, the, during their set at Punk Rock Bowling. What was it? Ghost of a Chance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ghost of a Chance. Yeah, and that's a good one. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is a good one. But... But yeah, other than the one time I heard Otter is All We Know, <laughs> they, have, they have neglected this album to, <laughs> it's kind of criminal at the half, actually. Agreed. <laughs> but you know, it's, uh, you know, they have a lot of songs to get through. That's true. But after a while, I'm like, I, I just want someone to dare Rancid. I just want to dare, to dare them myself, play an entire set with nothing that comes from Outcome the Wolves. <laughs> Right. Yep. Just to uh, omit that album entirely from the set list and then play your deep cuts. That'd be cool. <laughs> Do it. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Yeah. As I said earlier, I was tasked with uh, reviewing uh, this album and uh, I went back and uh, checked it out on the, uh, yeah, on the slug magazine website, which weirdly enough, if you look at, if you search for it in their website, like type in Rancid, Honor is All We Know, it'll just pull up all related articles to Rancid, but not the review itself. Weird. I, yeah. Funnily enough, I had to Google it. Rancid, Honor is All We Know, review, Slug Magazine, and boom, that was the first thing that popped up. I'm like, okay, good. It's not off of the site, at least. Just, you guys got to get your fucking uh, SEO in check. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, I wanted to read a few things from this uh uh, from this little blurb. Some of it's uh, sort of repeating uh, what you and I were just talking about, but uh, more concise. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's, I, I say it's uh, ideal that Rancid's first studio effort since 2009 starts off with Back Where I Belong, with its chorus chanting, I've been going too long now, Back Where I Belong. <laughs> I can honestly say that Honor Is All We Know is up there with Outcome the Wolves as one of Rancid's most substantial albums. Nice. So, yeah, how do you like that shit? <laughs> <laughs> and the title track is the one that stands out the most with guitar melodies that match the expressive and hopeful lyrics sung by each member. And, yeah, I really love those solos in there. Like, uh, Lars is on top of his game. And I love Matt's verse uh, a lot because I love his gravelly voice that's just resonating over everyone else. It's great. Yeah, it is, a, it is awesome. And yeah, Collision Course, it hits with some nostalgia as it calls back to their raw street punk sound. 
Evil is my friend, gives their ska listeners something to dance to. And my next choice, Malfunction, has a chorus that fans will scream out of their car windows, which I have done. <laughs> and you'll understand why when we play it. So reach out, Malfunction. This is a truly an underrated gem from uh, Rancid. Agreed. And as I as I say here, this is what I end my review with. Not only is this one of Rancid's best albums I've heard in years, it's also proof that Rancid is still hammering with ferocity. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we've been kind of talking about Rancid a lot in the past couple episodes. You know, the fact that we saw them and they just released new material. Which, uh, uh what do you think of the new album? <laughs> I like it. Uh, I've only heard a few of the tracks, even though I have it all. I just have been doing other things with the other show as well. And mm. I played all three uh, between this show and, and Punkinoy Worldwide. I've played all three of the early release singles. Mm. There's a couple other good ones as well. I need to listen to the rest, but I, I enjoy it. Like I said, yeah. for me, it's a band that I can listen to all of their stuff. And I, I don't find anything that I'm like, uh, skip, skip. It's like... Yep, throw it on. I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can play you can play it all on shuffle. You'll barely realize the difference. Right. Yeah. And they have differences. Right. Yeah. I like uh Yeah, I like the I like the record. I've listened to it uh twice already. I'm like, okay, this is uh, a little bit more uh punchy than Troublemaker. 
I feel like it's got a. I feel like it's got the potential to be great. Right. I just actually have to really pay attention to it. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. So so yeah, I'll uh, I'll be back with a verdict on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to more of that. We're gonna get to the interview, mm. and before we do, let's play some music from the band Debuck Verst Debuck Verst Abude. Which translates to the sausage stand. Yeah, bratwurst Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> we did have that discussion. Yeah, we did. And I still think it's funny, just uh, bratwurst Buddha. You know, <laughs> he's holding his uh, hands in that position, his thumbs not touching, but his thumbs are just uh, kielbasas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're great. We've played them before. They're from Frankfurt, uh, Under Order, which is a second town, Frankfurt, not the, the more well-known Frankfurt, Germany. This particular Frankfurt is actually a border town, uh, border to Poland. And, uh, you know, a little more detail about the band. The band started back in 1995. We'll get a little more details, uh, a lot more details, rather, in the interview after this first track. Uh, but just uh, so you know, the most recent album, Sippenhaft, it was released December 2nd of 2022, so still very new. Uh, Sippenhof translates from German to English as collective punishment. I like the artwork. We're going to talk about that as well in the interview. Uh, this release is also found on Lake Town Records, a uh, label that we play a lot of stuff from. Uh, I played the track Strandgut on uh, Punkanoi Worldwide's New Songs for December of 2022, so a few months back on that one. And then we played uh, Scherbenhofen, on episode 314, so just a few months ago. Uh, so uh, that is one of the tracks, Scherbenhofen is one of the tracks that we talked about. The track that we'll play after the ep or the interview, Arschlecken, which is like ass lick or something like that, I think is what it <laughs> translates to, uh, is another one that we talk about during the interview. One that we didn't talk about, but I do enjoy, and we're going to get to that one as we, there's too many tracks we're not going to repeat. Altag, A-L-L-T-A-G is the name of the track. Translates to every day. So off of Collective Punishment, we're going to go with Altag, immediately followed by Mishka and me talking about the band. Then we'll get to the other track and finish up the episode. So here we go. Ich bin gelangweilt und dennoch rast das so wenig. Doch der Alter! 
joining me now is Mishka Manes of Die Bockwurstbude. My German is not so great, but having done the podcast for as long as I have and having such a love for German bands and German music, I think it's getting a little better, just a little bit. Probably, for sure. Yeah. yeah. For, Welcome. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for joining. Before we get too deep into what you're up to, because your band has quite a history, meaning, you know, I do interviews with bands where their first album just came out, or they've been a band since the pandemic started, or something like that. Your band, for example, has started back about the time that I was graduating high school, which was a long time ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, uh, we started in 1995, in, uh, influenced by a, a, a German um, fun punk band. Um, for sure, we, we we used to listen to other music and some pop songs. And when we saw them uh, live on on music television, and then we thought that's a thing what we can do by ourselves as well. We were too. It was my friend Mikro and me. We started uh, the band with two people and have some fun lyrics and um, mostly stupid stuff. Yeah, we've been high school as well, and, um, and we started to, to do a punk rock band. And after a year or so, um, we thought, okay, I think we need to do it more, um, not professional, but it should be sound more uh, like music. Because what we uh, done before, uh, we, we sold some tapes on our schoolyard and uh, maybe 50 pieces. And afterwards, uh, the people came over, well, what are you doing? Do you have a record, uh, an elevator or anything? So they didn't recognize um, that it was music. Actually, it wasn't music. It was just crap. Yeah, and um, after a year or so, uh, we started to do uh, a thing which was more like uh, music, and then we uh, thought we used to have a bass player, and uh, a friend of us uh, joined the band. After another year, he decided he don't want to play bass anymore, he wants to play guitar, but uh, he has a friend, he can play bass, and so... From that time on, we were a four-piece band or four members of a band, and that was in 1998. And we, yeah, it was uh, actually it's pretty easy to or back in that time to to do shows in in Germany. You can it's not far in in every uh, village or, or or small city. There was a squad, and um, um, so we used to practice as a band uh, and playing live and get connected to other people and. After a while, uh, we thought we should uh, record some stuff. Um, so we have five demo tapes or CDRs. And uh, after 10 years, uh, we, we we put something on vinyl or CD and um, had a, a debut album. Um, when we started the band, uh, my dream was to play 50 shows, get a, uh, have a vinyl record, a vinyl record of my own band. And that's the thing what we had yeah, 15 years ago. So my dreams came true. Everything is cool. And everything what we do now is bonus for us. So um, that's the quick history. <laughs> Maybe I forgot a lot of things probably. Uh, <laughs> but um, that's we do. We have some albums. Um, to, before the pandemic, uh, there was the pandemic uh, situation. Uh, our um, former bass player decided to quit the band. And um, we were in to record the new album. So uh, I played, started to play the drums. Then the computer fucked up. So then he left the band. Then we 
decided to to wreck up an album new we played i played the drums uh, bass player or, or, or guitarist uh, plays the bass lines and then and when we listened to us we we heard okay there was track missing on on on, on the record we do it all by ourselves we don't go into a studio or we play the we record it in our practice room with a computer and that stuff so um we were really fucked up because uh, we started two times to record the album and uh, but we wanted to give them a last try and then the things getting better and better we got a new bass player that's a Funny story. It's uh, uh, a, a guy who came. Uh, he started in 1978, I guess, or in, uh, in the 1970s, 90s, first uh, punk rock band in Germany and in, in, in South Germany. And he's pretty uh, well known uh, with his other band. And and he moved to a small uh, village city, Frankfurt. Oh, now you know there are two Frankfurts in Germany, a bigger one. Okay. And a pretty small one on on the it's a border town to Poland. And he moved to our city, and he decided to play, want to play a bass in a punk rock band. So it's <laughs> we are pretty lucky to have a uh, ah, he, he's a rock star, but uh, he's well known his, uh, with his other bands. And he came to Frankfurt, joined the band, and and we we start to record the album again. And now everything's getting better and better. Just for anybody that doesn't speak German, the band's name translates to the sausage stand and then mm -hmm. uh, as we talked right before we got going with the interview you, you mentioned that uh, back when the band started everybody uh, has a surname that kind of relates to that mayonnaise mustard and, and so forth why the the sausage or food theme and the reason why I even say food theme is Kraut and Reuben Records so I'm getting some of my information off of Discogs and it shows you know Kraut and Reuben Records or Kraut mm -hmm. plus Reuben Records is for all of your release well most of your releases anyway even including the most recent one which did come out on Anarchy of Sounds Records and uh, Lake Town Records that's how I, I came across your band is big fan of Lake Town Records and so Mm -hmm. Anytime they're releasing something, I'm always going to be checking it out, including yours that came out back in December. So, why the food theme? Why the food theme? It's uh, it's not a secret, but uh, the story is not funny uh, to talk about. Um, <laughs> as I told you before uh, the interview, we we used to start the band when we listened to a band. It's called Absturz in the Brieftauben. That's the um, I think uh, the dying birds. So I don't know how to to translate it properly and so we are looking for a funny name and um there is no re really story behind that the, the label the cult and dream records uh, that was a thing what we found it afterwards we started the band and crowd is mainly some cabbage and um right. and, and stuff uh, records and and it's also a german uh, thing for 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 mesh something anything so it's just cult improvement and that's the sound what we produced when we start the band and so but there's no story behind that so we're just looking for a funny name and was and this was one of the maybe baddest decisions because with a, a better name we probably get well, well known but uh, it's mostly um, right at this time when uh, we've been into some fanzines now and, um, and or when we ask them there can we play a show there yeah, I've heard of your name and your sound. It sounds better than than your name is because it's a pretty crap name. And uh, <laughs> maybe we were better known if we had a better name. 
But that's it is like it is. When we're in school, right? High school, when we're that age, teenagers, uh, we think we know so much. And, you know, I think uh, all teenagers in general are looking for a funny thing as opposed to, all right, we're still going to be doing this band 25 or so years from now. So let's let's make sure we create a name that's going to last into when we're in our 40s or so. You know, we're not thinking about those things. We're like, all right, what's funny right now? What's going to be good? And you know what? It's stuck. And you guys have put out a a lot of releases. Like you said, you had a couple cassettes that you put out early in the 90s. Did your regular release uh, or your first release, uh, what was that, the one in 2000 saying that was a CD release or uh, was your one in 97? Was that the one? Which one did you get to put out on vinyl first? We, we used to record uh, some demos and cassettes and um, mostly recorded by ourselves or friends of us um, with that first uh, debut album in 19, um, um, uh, in 2007, I guess. that's That was the first time when we've been uh, into a studio by a friend. Um, the first and the last time we've never been to the studio anymore because we all uh, record our stuff by ourselves in a practice room. We sent always out demons, but uh, as I told you before, our name was too bad. So mostly they, they put the demos uh, in a trash bin uh, somewhere else. We don't know, and uh, this was the first time when the when the quality was good enough to put it some on some CD or or, or vinyl uh, thing there. And uh, we asked a label, and he put it on a CD first. And after a year or so, um, a friend of us, when we played the shows, he said, "Okay, I'll do this uh, thing on the vinyl as well." And yeah, that's our preferred medium to 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 have it uh, to sell our music so for sure we we sell it digital now but yeah it's mostly just uh, that people can hear us on spotify or somewhere else but uh, we've never been money of that or we never made money of that what we're doing it's just for fun and uh, over the years i think we are plus minus no i think that's how 95 i'm probably rounding down but like the majority of all punk bands of any sort out there are there most of them aren't out really making any money it's expensive to do Mm -hmm. even at this point it's just you know pop music is what seems to be i don't know why even I, i have no explanation for it but as to maybe the the bigger sellers where people are making a living off it everybody else loves it they love what they do you know for example your band you started so many years ago and you continue to do it because you love doing it and so anything you're able to do i've done so many interviews where it's like hey yeah we foot the bill for the vinyl for the merchandise for this and you know (laughs) the goal is to hopefully get paid back you know and all the money that's right any money that we do make typically is rolled over into the next time we either go on tour or the next time we record or the next time we buy vinyl or the next time we get shirts. It's never absolutely pocketing any money. So if anybody hasn't figured out by listening to this show, you don't get into punk music to make a living. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you do it for the love. So we fast forward to 2023. You're about... 27 years in as a band Mm -hmm. the first stuff you were writing as teenagers as being back in school you still uh play shows the the question i have is is how much of that original stuff comes into your live sets compared to you know the balance because you have releases that came out 2007 release you put out something in 2013 
and then obviously your new stuff that just came out about six months ago. How how much of that stuff that you were putting out in the 90s makes it into your live shows? Uh, right at the moment, we mostly play our new album and I think about um, you know, two, three or four classics we put into the set. Uh, we are older, we can't play uh, one and a half hour anymore. Uh, so and, and mostly... Um, it's harder to play in Germany than back in the night to 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 get uh, some shows and uh, when I go to a show sixpence are too much when I've been young sixpence were great okay five dollars or five euros and uh, a show with sixpence is great we can have some booze and drinking beer or and have fun but um, now I, if there are more than three bands I get bored mostly. Uh, at the moment, because uh, I work uh, the whole the whole week, and um, I go to a show, and the first band is okay. Then I see the main act, maybe a third band. That's enough for me at the moment, and um, that's the reason why we have shows in Germany with uh, with two or three, besides festivals for sure, uh, two or three bands, and then you have uh, maybe about seventy five minutes uh, to, to play that's the maximum and uh, we want to put more new songs into the set so we have uh, we play our album mostly that's 12 songs and then we put four or five older songs into okay. the live set do you rotate those older songs i think of all the albums uh, there are these four or five classics we have into the live sets uh, that's enough <laughs> everything else is too childish too high school uh, stuff that's not fun anymore yeah, I'm with you. Now let's jump forward to your new album. Like you said, 12 tracks. It came out back in December. Also released on Lake Town Records. Again, that's how I came across your band. So let's talk about your album, Sippenhaft, which according to Google Translate, and I'm never claiming that it's always accurate, but it says collective punishment. Is that what the, it's supposed to yeah. translate to? Okay. So what is, uh, I, I like the album art. What <laughs> is that specifically? Like first glance, it looks like a fortress. Okay. Um, that's a building in Berlin. I live in Berlin. Um, my bandmates live in, still in Frankfurt Oder, which it's a border town to Poland. Um, in Germany, we have two Frankfurt's, a bigger one and a smaller one. And we came, uh, started in a smaller one. And uh, that's a building in Berlin, which is uh, belongs to a university. It's closed down now. And they uh, it was an animal try building. So when, when you uh, like uh, the, the L'Oreal and uh, they, they do um, practice on, on animals and like mouses and... Uh, animal testing. Could you yeah, yeah. That's a, a animal testing a building, yeah, and it belongs to a university uh, in Berlin, and that's um, why it's. Uh, there are more reasons why we call the album Sittenhaft. Uh, first, the, I want to. The building is it's a brutalism, I guess. Uh, that's the word for that kind of buildings, and it's still standing in Berlin, and. It's um, and when you go around the corner and see the building and you just think, wow, and that's a, like a UFO was landed in Berlin. And yeah, it's just an interesting building. And friends of us uh, told us, wow, guy, a nice shot. And uh, that's a, a nice album artwork, um, especially when you have it on vinyl, which is uh, like a gatefold. You can clap on it. It's right. uh, nice to, to see. And um uh, yeah, Zipmap, the name is uh, Collective Punishment, and uh, like these mouses who were 
arrested in that building uh, for protesting animals. So that's one reason of that. And the other one is uh, what we have CSRS banned when uh, before the pandemic uh, situation uh, there. We we want to go together and be together. And that's a thing. That maybe it's not a proper uh, translated, but um, the, the album title makes absolutely sense for us. And the artwork, for sure. Absolutely. I think it's a great cover. I like the explanation. We did play on uh, an episode of Punk and I Worldwide, uh, Strangut. Tell me about that track. Most of the tracks uh, were written by Rigo. That's a, a new guitarist uh, who joined us in, in 2015. And actually, that's about the, the refugees or a topic about refugees who want to come over the uh, uh, over the sea to 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 Europe and um, they got pushed back by by the police and all that stuff and uh, a lot of pe- a lot of people dying uh, in, in that sea and that's um, the topic what we want to do as a song yeah, how fucked up uh, the, the humanity the, the, the mankind is um, so so they these people, these people are looking for help, and we we exploit them by they came from Africa or somewhere else, and uh, we exploit them and and put our uh, yeah yeah we we get all then we get the oil and everything and then but uh, they the climate is changing and uh, they the people have sun uh, the whole time over there and they just uh, want to have some shot and want to have a better life. And come over to Europe, and uh, we push them back. And that's uh, we don't want, and most people uh, in, in Germany don't want. Yeah, that's the reason of that song. It's kind of tough with humanity, right? But a lot of people seem to be willing to get like accept inexpensive labor. Like here in the U.S., for example, you know something similar. People will come here, uh, refugees, immigrants, and people are willing to. Great example in California, I get told from several people they pay their gardeners. Like everybody has a gardener in California to take care of their lawn and their their yeah. shrubbery and whatever on the outside of their house. And what they pay them compared to here, it, where I'm at in Utah, and we're like, yeah. no, you can't get that. You, you know, that's just different. But you have more immigrants in California. The weather's better. I don't blame them. It gets cold here and snowy. <laughs> <laughs> but they're willing to have that and they're you know when you're they're not a citizen they're willing to accept like oh well I pay less for this thing that these other people are going to do for me as opposed to the well if we just try to make room for everybody and everybody pays into the collective right the where the taxes go so then everybody reaps the rewards it makes more sense to do it that way but there's people out there willing to accept the well they're illegal immigrants and then the blind eye goes to well i'm willing to pay them a less money to do these things so i don't have to pay as much money yeah that's uh, yeah yeah it was a better uh, description of that song yeah <laughs> yes i think anywhere that is a better place you know people aren't fleeing germany people aren't fleeing france they're not fleeing the uk they're not fleeing us there's so many examples of places that are good places to be you know i guess a good sign of that is if you have a lot of people leaving an area then it's probably mm-hmm. not a great place to be and if you have a lot of people going to those area you know nearby areas then those are better places to be 
right? And so we can safely say that Germany and the U.S. are probably one of the better places to be because we don't have that issue where people are fleeing yeah. to get a better life. And so That's right, yeah. we, we take for granted when we're, we're fortunate enough to be living in one of those places and we don't have to be one of those people that need to flee to get somewhere better. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm with you. I support that. There's 12 tracks. Are there any other tracks that you would like to point out, address maybe what the the importance is. Obviously, you know, a band by the name of The Sausage Stand, and like you said, people were mm-hmm. pointing out, your music sounds better than what your name implies. Uh, but you're actually singing about, you know, especially on your new album anyway, things more serious than what teenage versions of ourselves are, are probably coming up with. I think uh, one, uh, I think old uh, old songs are great. Um, there are 12 tricks, 8 are written by Rigo two tracks are written by me two tracks are written by micro the lyrics the sound we are doing together mostly and uh, the first time we we did a video shot or two of them and uh, we have maybe singer releases or digital singer releases and we it's the first time we, we made a, a video of them and they, they are both great um the first one is um schadenhofen uh, means translated uh, uh glass uh, splitters and uh, like a, a hill of glass uh, stuff maybe when you throw a bottle uh, to the ground um yeah the glass shards the broken yeah. glass mm-hmm. so that uh, means translated and if you look on the video maybe uh, uh, maybe you, you find out uh, there is uh, an 80s series uh, um, what's the topic of it I, I can tell you it's Alf you know this uh, small guy here, uh, from Planet Malmark oh yeah Alf yeah 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 Alf yeah yeah, yeah. maybe you can see some comparisons uh, of that that's pretty funny it's a nice song, uh, but the hit of the album, uh, uh, I think it's Arschlecken, translated licking uh, your ass. And uh, that's a funny video as well. Uh, you should uh, watch them uh, on YouTube. It's pretty cool. And uh, it's melodic. And the topic is about uh, we've been objected by maybe the, the German FBI or CIA because uh, we were too left wing. They wrote us as, as a radical left wing band, and oh, why? And and um, uh, when we we started to do the the music and and uh, recorded the first demo, there was a, a song. It's called Nazi Pick, and um, and I wrote the lyrics on our homepage, and I thought there were just a, a, um, a practice a practice man so. And who forced uh, read the lyrics in the internet and put it into that uh, uh, book, the, the the German CIA book, that we are two left wing uh, band, and that can be that we have problems in the near future when uh, when we play to public spots and then say, hey, why you let this band play? Because they were uh, on the uh, on the made yeah, German CIA paper. I don't know to <laughs> translate it so pretty well, but yeah, maybe I can tell you sometime per email uh, and use the Google Translator, but uh, these are the two uh, favorite songs we have on the album and they, we will play them live and we have uh, two videos of that in there. Awesome. And you made them tracks number one and number two on the album. So they're the first tracks, if you listen to it in order, they're the first two tracks. Mm-hmm. But on Bandcamp, they're listed as number one and number two. When it comes to live shows, how often do you guys 
perform at this point? Do you have, have you played any shows recently? And most importantly, do you have shows coming up where people can go out and check you out live? Uh, we try to you to play one show a month because we are, are dads now and going to work, we can't do it. To, we do it, don't do it for profession. Uh, so we try to do one show a month. Um, just today, we, we got a, a yes for a show for in Hamburg next year uh, in March. And uh, for this year, we will play around Berlin, some shows in Saxonia. And um, we're still looking for shows, but we try to do one show a month. As that date, we split up Sunday, uh, but we, we do one show a month, or try to do one show a month. you find uh, them on our webpage uh, or on Bandcamp or Facebook or social media stuff. And yeah. And we'll make sure that we, we push those out. So the, the webpage is bachwurstbude.de. That's it, yeah. And then uh, your Facebook is uh, dbachwurstbude and just simply bachwurstbude on Instagram as well. And so people can follow you there and then obviously just mm -hmm. look up the band's name on Bandcamp so people can follow there for that once a month show. Uh, since you're playing regionally anyway, like Germany, do you play outside in other areas of Europe that aren't too far away, you know, a good example would be Poland. A lot Actually, of band members yeah. live on the border there of Poland. That's right. We've been to Poland a few years ago, just on the other side of the river from our hometown. And there were gigs planned maybe in Switzerland or Austria, but it's pretty far. It was easier five years ago. It just cost $30 uh, to, to fly over to Austria or Switzerland. Wow. It's getting more expensive. Uh, yeah. um, now actually um, it's uh, if someone asks us uh, and we we don't pay up uh, on, on that we, we come to every city to to want uh, us to play and but uh, we've just been one time to poland okay in the 30 years yeah well that would be you know it gets tough just like you said uh you know uh, you grow up adults have jobs have kids and then you know, for you to plan around your life is one thing, but then you take your other three band members too, and then you have to figure out the time that everybody can coordinate the same time off, right? Or the same travel time. And then, as you know, most punk bands do, you finance yourself typically. You know, if That's you, right. it, it, you have to turn it into like a vacation, like, all right, where do we want to go as a group of guys, uh, as some friends, <laughs> and play? And you know, yeah. hopefully, get some some money in return to to play or pay help pay for it. But yeah, it, it's tough to coordinate, make it work with Absolutely. everybody's schedule, yeah. and then on top of that, you know, have somewhere to go. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, uh, easy in Germany. Mostly, you get some food uh, there and some uh, sleeping uh, areas. You know, mostly you get uh, the fuel back. Uh, so um, you know, yeah. And seeing fuel, fuel, right. you get that money mostly back. Yeah, but uh, that's it. Yeah, I've heard from if, if you're playing in England, uh, mostly there are some pubs, and you have to bring your own food. You don't get any food, or you get some money. Uh, what uh, people pay when you come in there. And, in Germany, mostly there are some squats, and uh, mostly you get your money back if you play somewhere else. That but we have uh, thousands of bands. Any, every band wants to play, and we are old now. There are some pretty uh, younger guys who uh, want to start the band, and there are um, our audiences um, always uh, is getting older as well. Still, uh, there are uh, some young kids. Uh, we love to play to young kids to, to keep the punk uh, thing alive. Um, 
but the scene is getting older. Yeah, actually, it's possible. Our uh, bass player uh, was uh, playing in Colombia, and uh, there's still a scene. Uh, and uh, you just do have to come over, and you will always get uh, have fun. But mostly, you, you won't uh, get your money back. What you put it into that to go over there, but you can have fun everywhere. Right. You could only do so often, and then, like you said, if you can get close to getting your money back, then it makes it so you can do it again sooner as opposed to if you don't get any of your yeah. money back, then it's much more rare occasion that you can get out and do that. That's right. Well, it's good that you get to do that. What is the, what's the future for the band? I mean, you guys have basically stuck together and under the same band name, continuing to evolve and make more music. Just, I mean, your release is 2022, but it was December of 2022, so it's very new mm-hmm. still. What's the future for you guys, other than playing a show a month? What, what do you mm-hmm. expect to continue for your band? We will see. So, um, so Andy, our bass player, is pretty new. I think we will start to write some new songs in, in the second half of this year, and we we don't have any plans uh, anymore. We will see what comes, and we our one plan is to have fun, and um, as long. Uh, as it goes, and we will see. There are no plans, but we would like to write some new new music. But we don't want to do the same again and again. So if we do some some music, we want to do some something new, what we haven't played before or did before. I think that's great. And so, have you? I'm looking. So it looks like you've done a couple splits. I was going to say, if you haven't, splits are a great thing. But you've already done a couple splits. Who have you done uh, split releases with? Uh, we have just uh, one split release, I guess. Uh, ah, okay, uh, we're, uh, there was a Frankfurt Oda compilation with uh, four bands um, who comes from our hometown. And we did one split with a band who came also from, from, from our hometown. It's called Telekoma. And they're pretty well known in Germany as well, and they're not too bad. Uh, you should check them out. Absolutely. I think I've played them before. Definitely familiar with the band if I haven't played them on the show yet. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, great band. You know, I, I tell people that all the time. Like, hey, if you're writing songs and you only have a couple, then reach out. Or it's another great way to, if you wanted to go to uh, check republic or go to switzerland or go somewhere like that here's mm-hmm. a couple tracks do a split with a band from that area and then hey we're gonna go out and play some shows there look at mm-hmm. this release we did with this band and then maybe go play a couple shows with that band um that's the thing what we used to do what we do now not with a foreign country but with hamburg um i've been in the internet and um and there was a, a band with a funny name as well which is uh, pretty uh, near to our name it's called Soko Met Eagles S O K O M E T I G E L so if you want to check them out and um so we asked them to play them there in Hamburg and they come to us to Frankfurt or Berlin area and do uh, the thing also we uh, want to include a uh, uh, all women band because the Flinter theme is uh, pretty big in Germany as well to 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 put some uh, more girls on stage, uh, right. not uh, only uh, before the stage or backstage. We want to put them on stage, so we decided to do these shows with three bands. Uh, it hasn't to be just a sausage party. Bro- uh, exactly. I was thinking the same thing. But there's another band that's called What W H A T. 
with higher heels again. So they are pretty good. We check them out we'll do. as well, and we go to our next year. That's great. I, I'm glad that uh, it's great to see bands that continue to stay active, even if it's not touring the world. You, you know, again, there's some few bands that actually get to do that. Most bands are in that position where it's like, all right, where can we get together? You know, what time of year? Hopefully each year. And, you know, how far can we make it on our own dime type thing, you know? Yeah. So it's great to see that you, you get to continue to do that. Uh, still very active. I mean, you just put a release out six months ago. You're playing about a show a month. So that's really cool. And uh, great to see that because I've, I've come across so many bands that existed, I mean, back in the 80s prior to, and I didn't come across them until, you know, in the last few years because I've been doing the podcast for six years, you know, and I came, I knew of plenty of music, but when you do a podcast on music, you invest more time into discovering other bands and so forth. And so there's been plenty that I think, oh man, that's too bad that they stopped playing 10 years ago or whatever, you know? So when you get to come across a band that has been around for, you know, I think at this point, if you can be a band for 10 years, that's pretty long. And so when you guys are a band for 27 years, that's pretty amazing. And mm -hmm. you're still out and still being active. So very cool. And congratulations there. And uh, I look forward to, you know, you have some of the stuff on Bandcamp. I'm not sure what you had on Spotify. Do you have uh, the same stuff on Bandcamp as you do on Spotify? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of releases. So there's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, if anybody has just recently come across your band or if they were already familiar with your band, but want to go back and listen to the stuff you guys have put out, Bandcamp and Spotify is a good place to get started and either get familiar or re-familiarize yourself with your band, right? That's it, yeah. Absolutely. So last question I have is where is the best place to, as you said, you know, you wanted to get something on vinyl, right? I think any punk band, any band in general, but it's nice to have that hard copy that, you get to have your own music on vinyl, look at it. So yeah. anybody else that wants to have your music in some form of a hard copy, including vinyl, where's a good place for them to go find it? Go on a webpage. There's a shop. Okay. Uh, and uh, we try to send them everywhere uh, they want with uh, to try the cheapest uh, costs. So uh, we'll find out to check out uh, what's the cheapest cost to send it somewhere else. Um, I think uh, that David from Lake Town Records um, will send bigger packages to to oversee as well. And uh, maybe uh, they have some friends and, and he, he, he swipe or, or change uh, some records with other labels from, from overseas and just write him him an email and um, can tell you where, where's the best way to, to get a copy of uh, uh, yeah, a physical uh, format uh, of, of this album um, in the area where you live. Perfect. And besides a live show, I see you're wearing uh, a band shirt there. Where, besides seeing you guys live, where would is that a good place to just head over to the band's website, the shop there, and if people wanted to uh, check that out? Because until you're able to uh, come over here to the U.S., right? And I'm sure there's so many other places since you've only been to Poland. There's so many other places to get to before you come here, for sure. But 
until that happens, if people wanted to get your shirts and other merchandise, just head over to the website. That's it. Yeah. Uh, you support uh, not just us. Uh, you mostly support the band uh, by directly going uh, on their webpage or contact them uh, by buying an email. And mostly they will help you um, the best way to get a shirt or a physical copy of, uh, of an album. Um, yeah, just uh, go out and check the internet and connect to each other. That's the best way. And, uh, and the best uh, thing, you, you, you find a new friend or uh, some uh, a new band or, yeah. Get in touch together. Perfect. Last thing is, I asked my last question for you. Is there anything that we need to know about your band that I didn't cover? Probably, um, uh, you should think we don't miss missionate somewhere else. But uh, two of uh, we are four piece band. Uh, our name is uh, the Bockwurstbude, which is about uh, meat and all that stuff. But uh, two of us are vegetarians and uh, vegan. And you should think about. I, I still eat some sausages. I love uh, some meat or uh, beef, uh, um, but I t- try to keep it down. Uh, don't eat too much uh, meat and. Uh, respect the animals and uh, that it's uh, maybe it's a thing what you should keep in mind if you eat something else respect the animals and maybe uh, eat a little bit uh, less uh, meat i agree with that sentiment 100 percent. you can always do less for those that are eating the meat and absolutely respect the animals kind of goes back to what we were saying about you know illegal immigrants sometimes people want to turn a blind eye right you want to turn a blind eye to <laughs> kind of how some of that meat's getting produced. If you want to continue eating, and I'm not here to preach to anybody on, you know, figure out for yourself what you want to do. But uh, I I would also uh, say the same thing you said, just kind of respect the animals in the sense that know where what your purchasing is coming from. Hopefully that they were doing a good job of respecting the animals to get to that process. Perfect. Translated. That's what I want to tell you. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for joining. We're going to get to some more music. I appreciate it. Dustin, thank you for and uh, all the best for your show. Uh, we we uh, will listen to it more and more and uh, um, love your shows. And uh, thanks for inviting us for an interview. Absolutely. Thank you.
Arschlecken. That is the Bakverstebude. The Bakverstebude. Yes. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. It's uh, it's fun and just the right amount of aggressive. Right, and I think we've talked before. Uh, the German language just adds to the aggression of aggressive music. And it could probably make non-aggressive music sound aggressive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it's that's, great stuff. Yeah, that's the beautiful that's the beauty of that's just the beauty of uh, uh what is it? Language gaps. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I want to thank Mishka again for joining me to talk about the band. Uh great stuff. Go check out the rest of Siepenhaft. Uh go check out the other episodes if you want to hear some of the other tracks that we've played, like I said. Great stuff. We're going to get into wrapping up the rest of the show. Eric, uh, what are you doing for this holiday? <laughs> <laughs> well, the holiday has since passed. Uh, you're probably wondering, uh, Memorial Day, that was like two weeks ago. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not talking about Memorial Day. I'm talking about International Slayer Day. <laughs> yep, that is the uh, 6th of June. And, uh, you know, we're just missing one six, but, you know, the <laughs> celebrated at, it starts at 6 a.m., I guess. <laughs> what do you want from me? So, uh, so yeah, that's just the day where, uh, you know, metalheads, they just are like, yeah, Slayer, they were a band. They exist or existed. Right. But not anymore, but uh, put on the records and uh, jam some fucking uh, South of Heaven. All right. Good deal. Uh, but you should do that every day. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the... At the time of uh, us recording this, it is not the 6th anymore. It is the 7th. And at the time that you'll be listening to this, it will be the 8th. So this is kind of a belated celebration. And that and also the fact that I just recently played a Slayer track as a, uh, as a bonus song on, the, on this show. And that was a Temptation. That was like a month ago. And so why am I coming back here? I was thinking, well, maybe since it's a belated holiday, maybe I could do a Slayer cover song. So I looked up uh, different <clears throat> uh, covers of Slayer songs by uh, metal bands, and I was like, oh, yeah, Bodum did Silent Scream, uh, At the Gates did Captor of Sin, and, uh, of course, Body Count did Raining Blood, <laughs> uh, <laughs> along with Postmortem. So I was like, okay, these are all pretty good contenders. But then I remembered. Slayer did an entire album of nothing but punk rock and hardcore covers. That was Undisputed Attitude in 1996. I was like, hey, this gives me an idea. As I said earlier, there was an uh there was a band I wanted to whose music I wanted to disclose on this uh on uh, the show at one point, and that was GBH. Because I had just seen GBH for the first time, and I was like, oh, yeah, I want to talk about, oh, God, which album? <laughs> I was like, do I want to do City Baby Attacked by Rats, or do I want to do uh, City Baby's Revenge? I couldn't, I couldn't decide on that. That in a combination of like uh, not uh, immersing myself in those albums enough, I couldn't... Uh, you know, I couldn't get in the right mindset and get the right inform information and say exactly what I wanted to say about those records. So I decided, you know what? Slayer, they covered GBH on a version of their uh, Undisputed Al Attitude album. I believe it was the uh, Japanese or the UK release. Uh, let me see. Yes, on the European edition, they do cover this song by GBH. The song is Sick Boy. And this is alongside other hardcore classics by DRI, by 
a minor threat, TSOL, DI, and uh, some Dr. No, and, uh, and a sort of a rewritten version of the Stooges, I Want to Be Your Dog. Uh, they just uh, take the word dog and, you know, say it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the controversial of uh, their cover of Guilty of Being White. Tom Mariah just uh, says Guilty of Being Right at the very end <laughs> for no reason other than to just piss off the diehards. And it pissed off Ian McKay himself. He's like, you totally fucking uh, missed the whole uh, point of the song. And Carrie King responds like, well, yeah, we just wanted to fuck with people. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a great... Uh, it's got a kind of a, a weird history. Uh, that album has a bit of a weird history. Um, and I even uh, thought about having this as the great cover-to-cover -cover album. Because it's like, yeah, it's a compilation of a bunch of uh, songs that aren't even by the band who are <laughs> playing it. But except for, uh, this is kind of a, this would kind of be a cheat, that there are two songs by the band Pap Smear, which was Jeff Hanneman's side project from Slayer that he was doing with, uh, with Dave and uh, Rocky George from Suicidal Tendencies. Oh, cool. So it was their little uh, hardcore project. And those two songs uh, that, they, that they wrote are featured on this album. <clears throat> and I was like, okay, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so I was at odds end. But maybe next uh, International Slayer Day, I will have that on as a great cover-to-cover -cover album. Because, yeah, it's, uh, it's fair game. It's, all, it's a metal band covering all these uh, punk rock classics. So, yeah, it counts as a hardcore album, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, but until then, here is their version of Sick Boy, the GBH classic. <laughs>
that's essentially how the uh, whole uh, album sounds. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, some of them are just, uh, you know, just uh, heavier renditions of hardcore classics, like uh, Unguilty of Being White, like Tom Araya's screams are just like so pulverizing. I love it. <laughs> and even there's an added, uh, you know, Carrie King style guitar solo in some of them, you know. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, the uh, Pap Smear tracks, they're fucking awesome. I really enjoy that. And there's a song called Gemini, which was a song written by Slayer. It is an actual Slayer song. It was just written a few months prior to uh, their recording sessions of this. Cool. Yep. Like I said, there's a bit of a strange history to it. Like, uh, Well, not strange. It just sort of had like a weird... Uh, uh, it just sort of had a weird embryonic stage. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, maybe next year I will talk about it. Actually, I'm going to plan on talking about this album uh, next year because it's great. It is pretty awesome. I listened to it like maybe three times today. Nice. <laughs> so, so yeah, Slayer covering uh, Hardcore Punk. Thank you, Jeff. R.I.P. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap up the show with an alternative song. Uh, this band is an alternative rock band, also described as Brit Pop. Uh, the band is Supergrass. Are you familiar with the band Supergrass, Eric? Well, certainly not the name. Well, they're from Oxford in the UK. They existed from 93 to 2010, and then they reformed in 2019 to do some touring and release a box set, I believe. Uh, this particular album, I'm going to play a track from their first album. It, it's called I Should Coco, which is strange, and uh, it's kind of like a cartoon version of the three band members' faces. Uh, it's definitely not, It's kind of, like I said, it's also described as a Brit pop, uh, but it was played on a lot of the channels that played a lot of the same alternative bands that I had been playing recently when I was playing the alternative band. So right. uh, I dig the track. We're going to play it off of I Should Coco. It's called All Right, Here Is Supergrass.
alternative scale, they're on the opposite end that punk would be on. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is... Uh, uh, yeah, the as far as I know, punk didn't take uh, much uh, much influence from Pacific uh, type music. They were more on the uh, Caribbean calypso side, right? You know, that being the ska and the dub music. Uh, but this uh, this was definitely like uh, you hear that background slide guitar. You hear that coming in on a lot of uh, uh, like I said, a lot of Pacific Island music, right? You know, or the SpongeBob SquarePants soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but these guys, yeah, I don't know the name, but good God, I know that song. <laughs> well, yeah, young. That is Supergrass. That is all right. That's going to wrap up our show. I want to thank Mishka again for the interview. Go check out Debak vs. the Buddha. And uh, check out all the other cool bands. A lot of great music we play. A lot of great bands share their music with us. We appreciate that. Thank you to all of those bands. Thank you to all of you that are still tuning in all the way up to this point. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music Player, FM, Podvine, Verbal, and slcpunkass.com. The bands are found on Instagram at ringworm13, but that's R-N-G-W-R-M-1-3, at 3 D E. B-A-S-T-O-S underscore official at Finnegan's Hell at We Are American Nightmare at Spike Polite underscore Sewage NYC at Rancid at Bach Verst Bude at Slayer Band Official at Supergrass HQ and the shows at SLC Podcast. Eric, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on my personal Instagram at Scary Uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC and that's Eric with the C. And you can find me. Uh, you can find my bands on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official and theapathetics.slc. You can find us also on Facebook at anonymous slc and at theapathetics. And you can find us on our band camps at anonymous slc.bandcamp.com and theapathetics.bandcamp.com, which, by the way, is going to feature some new tracks. We have uh, finished up. Uh, the main recording, now it's all about touching up, sprucing up, and adding a guitar solo here or there. Cool. <clears throat> Kyle. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, I, have the, I have the rough master to uh, one of our uh, songs, and I heard it, and it sounds fucking amazing, guys. Oh, just you wait. Anyway, you can find my other podcast, Lead Melodies, on Instagram, at leadmelodies underscore podcast, and... Uh, sorry, um, Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc and you can stream the uh, episodes on anchor.fm and check out the SLC hardcore page on Facebook. Uh, life's been pretty fucking crazy, so I've been sort of neglecting uh, uh, posting on there. <laughs> there were some great hardcore shows that happened in and out of uh, uh, Salt Lake, but I was unable to attend most of them too. Like it, it sucked. Work get work gets in the way. I hate it. You know, I spent five days out in fucking uh, Las Vegas on vacation, and I'm I'm paying the price now, bitches. <laughs> Suck my dick. Anyway, that's all I got. Bands are on Facebook at Ringworm One Three, and this time the vowels are included at Three D E B I S T O S Oficial at Finnegan's Hell at American Nightmare Boston. At Spikes, Spikes, that's at Spikes with an S, Spikes NYC Punk Rock, at Rancid, at Debak vs. Abude, at Slayer, at Supergrass, the show's at SLC Podcast. Thank you again to everybody. Thank you again to Mishka. 
Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Well, I did uh, find something else about International Slayer Day. June 6th, 1961 is Tom Araya's birthday. Tom Araya is the singer of, of Slayer and the bassist as well, or was because Slayer's not a band anymore, but that date has three sixes in it. <laughs> <laughs> So I find that really funny because he's uh, he was born as a Catholic. He was born into Catholicism, and I guess still kind of practices it. So that's pretty funny. So yeah, now you know why it's International Slayer Day. It's the uh, it's the birth of of Slayer's singer, <laughs> which was on a date that contains three sixes, and that was 1961. He is now 61. So that's also kind of a weird uh, little. Rendition. There's a lot of sixes in this ep- in this episode. Would <laughs> uh, it be even funnier if this is our 666th episode? But in due time, in due time, we're we're halfway there. <laughs> anyway, there there you go. That's a little uh, that's a little uh, bonus uh, trivial fact about this week's holiday. So, uh, yeah, make money. Horns up. Hail Slayer. Play the fucking outro.